Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. And we are back, Immigrant Nation. As mentioned at the beginning, I'm Erin Deliosa. This is an Immigrant's Life podcast at an Immigrant's Life on all the social media. Like every week, I want to give a shout out to you, my listeners. I want to thank you for your continued support. I appreciate you and everything that you do to help spread these beautiful stories of our guests that were created through the process of immigration. On a different note, this Sunday is Father's Day. So we decided to invite an amazing dad on the podcast to talk about his experiences and dreams for his kid, and especially to talk about his late father. Having said that, we would like to say Happy Father's Day to all the father figures out there. And we are lovingly dedicated this episode to the memory of Santos Hilario Rodriguez Calix. He is the late father of this week's guest. Rest easy, King. You are missed. And with that, without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a radio host, an immigration consultant, but most importantly, an amazing dad. Like a Mayan king, his life has been colorful like a scarlet macaw. Everyone, please welcome Franklin Rodriguez. Wow, with that introduction, I don't know if I can uh, do a better job than introducing myself. I love how you brought the Mayan. Love how you in- introduced the Mayan into... Uh, 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 with that introduction, and I, I want to tell your guests, you know, I know that there's no, there's, there's not gonna be a visual, but uh, his Zoom background, I saw it, and I was like, oh, like, I think I kind of recognize that background, you know. I said, that looks like a church in Honduras, in my, you know, and then he comes and tells me, well, it is, it, th- that's it, it's in Honduras, <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, no wonder it made it, it seems so, uh, so familiar. Mm-hmm. I like I said uh, offline. I, I do it for all the guests, make them feel at home. I it would. I prefer sometimes that if I know exactly where the person's from, so I could pinpoint. But usually, if I don't know, I just like cool places in this country. Well, I'll tell you something. I'm actually from that city. Oh, there you go. I was actually born in that city. That's Tegucigalpa, which is the national, the the the, the capital of it. And um, I was born in that city in uh, with Tegucigalpa. My parents met met uh, met each other while they were studying because that city is um, it has a the, the biggest public university um, in Honduras. It's called the Univers- Universidad Autónoma de Honduras, which is uh, uh, that that's the name of the university. And and my dad and my mom met each other while studying there. And uh, that's where that's where that's where I was born. I was born in Hospital Escuela, which is the biggest public hospital um, uh, in Honduras. And uh, and after Tegucigalpa, once my mom graduated, then I moved to La Ceiba, which is a northern a northern city. It's a it's a coastal city. Mm-hmm. Um, I moved there when I was like two years old. So you did. I don't know what happened. You you, you did. You introduced me with a Mayan aspect, and now you guessed the city. It's great, I do, man. Right. We're great. We're to a great, uh, great start. Thank you. I tried to. I tried to do my, uh, my FBI, you know, research. <laughs> That's great. I, I try, you know. I, I just, I just like knowing about the person before we come on, you know. 
Yeah, it's good. And and uh, I'll tell you a funny story now because we're gonna. I know that we're gonna uh, talk about dads in a little bit. When I was born, because my mom and my dad were were uh, were both students at that time, right? Hmm. So uh, money was a little bit tight at that time. So in Honduras, when you have when you have a kid, right, you have to uh, um, when the kid is born and to get the kid released from the hospital, you have to pay a, a kind of a, a release fee. They called it right, so that they can give you your kid and you pay you. You know, it's it's a it's not. I don't want to say it's not a substantial amount, but you know, uh, uh, it's it's an amount. It's an amount. It's a uh, you know, people over there. Um, every every single uh, uh, penny counts. Mm-hmm. If so, you're poor, it is significant. Correct. Yes, correct. So my dad and my mom did not have that money. Mm-hmm. So my dad had his watch, and my dad went to the pawn shop, mm-hmm. and he pawned his watch to get money to pay the release fee. Now, when he went to the hospital, he always used to joke about this one. And, uh, and my mom always tells me the story. When they went to the hospital, right, and, you know, and we're getting released, they signed all the forms and they're like, okay, perfect. Here's your kid and everything. And they said, well, okay, have a good day. And they just let them walk away. So then, like, my mom and my dad are walking, you know, walking away. And my dad is like, uh, um, Tells my mom, like, can you just give me the baby? Give me the baby. And he's like, walk fast, walk fast, walk fast, walk fast. And my mom's like, what happened? Why are we work fast? I can't walk so fast. My mom, my dad, it's like, they didn't charge a fee. I don't want them to charge you. We can buy milk with this. Let's go. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. So I, um, I guess I was, uh, I, I, they didn't collect the fee on me, I guess. Hey? Well, you know, <laughs> in Honduras or any like, you know, Developing, developing countries country, yeah they don't really <laughs> they don't have the manpower for that yes they don't have the manpower to come and charge you yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing man it just bounce i uh, just bounce that we have you know there's there's uh there's no uh there's no there was no other option at that time yeah you know when you're poor you're poor dude yeah, you know how that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You mentioned, yeah. oh, before we get on, by the way, uh, first, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast. I know you're a busy man and you make time for the podcast. I really do appreciate it. No, I I, I thank you for uh, for allowing me to share, you know, m- my story, my experience with your with your audience. I was pretty excited when you uh, uh, messaged me and said, like, hey, would you like to come on the podcast? I was uh, I was uh, pretty, uh, pretty excited and... Um, uh, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm happy and I'm thankful to you. And, and uh, I hope your audience will enjoy this podcast. And uh, yeah, always thankful. Thank you. Thank you. And before we move on and before we forget, because I am a forgetful man, why don't you tell the immigrant nation where they can reach you? Yes. So uh, as you mentioned earlier, right, I'm, I'm a radio host. If you're interested in following me, uh, um, you know, because of my radio show, it's called The Spanglish Hour. Um, you can follow me on social media on Instagram at Franklin Rowe. Uh, which my first name and the first two letters of my last name is Franklin Rodriguez, so Franklin R-O. Um, and uh, the show is called The Spanglish Hour, as I mentioned, it's on Chin Radio 97.9 FM um, every single Thursday. Uh, you know, it, it, as the name suggests, or The Spanglish Hour, I do speak about uh, on English and Spanish. Mm. And uh, if you're interested on your immigration, on immigration and follow me for immigration purposes, you can follow me on Instagram, at Mikasa Canada, uh, where I do share all the information, uh, tips, and and, and the necessary information um, on immigration. So 
those are the two uh, the two different accounts that I'm on, on on social media. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, how do you get the radio gig? You know what? This is the right time at the right place. Hmm. I don't have any any uh, radio experience, right? Before at all. But um, about I want to say three and a half years ago, right? I was with with uh, with a person, right? And uh, and we went uh, uh, him and I and, and, and a couple other friends who went to uh, to a lounge, right? Anyways, we started talking and and uh, everything, and then he comes and he tells me he's like, hey, by the way, he's like, um, he's like, uh, I, do you have any experience on the radio? And I said, uh, no, I don't. He's like, I, I I like your personality, and I think you would be great at it. I'm like, what? I'm like, really? He hosts a radio show um, every morning, and he said there is a, a Spanish programs. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'll I'll uh, uh, I'll do an email introduction between you and the and the radio uh, radio station di- director, mm. and uh, anyways, he made the introduction. I uh, I reached out to the to the director right, and I said you know who I was, and uh, he sent me to the manager of the uh, Spanish programs on the radio show. When he sent me there, the manager replied and she said, oh, there's no opportunities available right now. We can't, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, and I said, I don't mind just being a volunteer and everything. And she said, yeah, there's no opportunities right now. I'm like, okay, no problem. Then uh, COVID started, hmm. right? And, you know, it has always been on my mind, you know, now, like, you know, I had the little, the little tick of like, of like, oh, you know, the, the seed was planted in me uh, of a radio show. Right. Mm-hmm. So now the now I had the thing stuck in my head. And I was like, oh my God, that would be so cool. That would be so cool. That would be so cool. And I was excited. But mm. you know, I did my due diligence. There was nothing. Uh well, uh one day I'm like, you know what? I'll send another email. I lose nothing. You know, I'm just gonna send another email. You never know. Whatever. I sent another email and I said, Hey, uh, my name is Franklin. I don't know if you remember me. Last year, this and this and this person introduced me, right? just wanted to let you know that I'm still interested in an opportunity, right? If there's ever an opportunity, I would love to be considered. Lo and behold, he messaged me back. He emails me back and he says, hey, Franklin, he's like, you know what? Actually, we're, we're, uh, uh, we're restructuring the, 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 the Spanish programs right now. And uh, there, is, there is an opportunity, you know, for, for a host. Why don't you come back to the station and we'll, uh, we'll talk and we'll, you know, we'll learn more about each other. We'll get to know each other and see, uh, see if, there's, you know, if there's something that we can do. And I was like, absolutely. Anyways, I went, uh, we talked and he, uh, he's like, well, you come, you know, highly recommended. You know, let's let's give this a shot and and we go from there. Uh, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it when I uh, uh, you know that I was that I was gonna be on the radio and uh, I still saw in so a month later. So that was the initial contact was around May, around the like middle of May. So uh, my show started on uh, June 18th, I believe was the first uh, was the first show that uh, that I had. How did it um, feel when you go in the oh, first? <laughs> it was. Uh, it was very, very nerve wracking. <laughs> Funny story, it, I did not tell anybody that I was going to be on the radio. Hmm. I was so shy and embarrassed. And I was like, because the, uh, the, the director had told me, oh, like, listen, we'll try a couple of shows, right? 
see how how you know how we feel see if you like it and obviously it was also a trial period for me right and see if i was actually you know if i could actually carry a show or if i if or i couldn't if i could come prepared or right mm. um so you know every single week you know i was like scanning media and this and that and making sure and see what i what i wanted to talk about and looking at, at new uh, the new music being released and the old music and just um, and I, and you, I create what something that's called a, a radio script, right? Mm. So it's a, it's a, it's a one hour script, right. Of everything that you're going to talk about and all the musics and when you're going to go on commercials and when you're going to come back. And, uh, and if you don't have a radio script, it's, it's now I feel that I could do a show without one, but at the beginning you can't because, if you don't have a plan on what you're going to talk about and that light goes green and they tell you three, you got, you're on air in three, two, one, and you don't know what you're going to talk about. You're in problem. You're in trouble, mm-hmm. big trouble. So, um, so I would always be preparing my radio script and, and, and things like that. Wait, how and did you uh, learn to make the radio script? Did you Google it? Did you research? No, I actually attended something that it's called YouTube university. Okay. So, you know what YouTube is? YouTube, you know, I just YouTube. I YouTube. heard of it, but I just went on YouTube. <laughs> it just flew through. <laughs> it just flew over your head, right? That's that's what I'm saying. Like you research it, yeah. No, I just went on YouTube, uh, uh, and I researched what makes a good radio host. What are the steps to host a ra- to host a radio? What you know? Um, and I did all the research prior to the to the initial meeting with with uh, with the director nice. to kind of uh, um, you know. To kind of show that I kind of knew a little bit of it, even though I didn't know it. But you know, yeah, you know, yeah. like you have to do it. Fake you it till you it. make it. Correct. So I, um, I, uh, uh, I YouTube a lot. I, I watched a lot. I went down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. with everything that we got on radio. It. I love it. How to have a good radio voice. How to learn how to breathe. Um, I even, I even uh, um, took this. Um, this uh, I paid this for this therapy, which is a speech therapy. Okay. Right. You to went all you, in. Uh, listen, opportunities. You know, you have to take advantage of it. Right. Uh, it's it's not every day that somebody that you're gonna get a radio show offered to you, or you're gonna have an opportunity to at least be on the radio for one hour in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right. And and uh, the fact that I was getting this opportunity for me was like, you know what, uh, if I don't get it, that's OK, but I'm going to give it all uh, everything that I have so that I don't I don't want I don't want to be down the road and saying, oh, maybe if I had done this, I would have I would have got it. Or if I did this or maybe it, I don't want that. I don't want any regret in my life. I don't want mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. I just want to I want to know that I always that I've done my best for every single opportunity and that if it doesn't, if it doesn't uh, uh, um, become a reality, it's not because I didn't try, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter uh, what it is. So yeah. So I paid for this, for this uh, speech therapy, just to see um, how to, how to properly breathe when I was talking. Cause mm-hmm. now I'm a little bit more trained when, when the pause is how to, you know, but at the beginning it was like, we're here at the Spanglish Hour. You listen to Chain Radio 97.9 FM, but you know what? We have reggaeton right now coming on. Okay, Wally, put the music on. Let's go. You know, and I was like, well, it would have been nice if I had breathed like around three or four times in, in, the, in the middle mm. of, of, mm. of, 
of those sentences. So anyway, so I learned that and that's it. And then I went to the to the radio show. And um, luckily after uh, after a couple of uh, like I did like three sessions. Right. And then he called me back for another meeting and he said, so, you know, what do you think so far? And I was like, you know what? I love it. I know that I'm not, you know, I'm not perfect, but I think that with time and he's like, um, he told me, he's like, yeah, you do have a lot of potential. He's like, I think that you, you know, I think you should, you should let's keep on trying. And, uh, mm-hmm. and now, uh, it has been, uh, two years now this month, uh, marks a two year anniversary of the, of the Spanglish hour. That's amazing, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's funny enough that it was not called the Spanglish hour at the beginning. Eh? Mm-hmm. The first, the first three, uh, shows went under, uh, under the name La Sesión. Okay. Okay. Right. Uh, because I wanted a, I wanted something, a name that it was easy for Spanish speaking to, to say, um, something easy for Anglophones to be able to say and for French to be able to say as well. Mm. Right. So La Sesión, I was like, okay, La Sesión, the session and La Sesión in French, you know, so it should be, um, it's easy enough for people, Mm. but, I always wanted to speak in both English and Spanish on the radio show. Always. That's my, that was my number one thing. I said, if, uh, uh, that's, an, <laughs> that's another thing that I'm going to tell you. It, I, I went there, even though I didn't know anything, right. I was, I didn't have a, a radio experience. I said, I have a motive in my life that I'm going to do something that I enjoy and something that, that, that I want to do. Mm. So I went and I said, listen, I said, I really want to host a radio show, but I just have two things. The first thing is that I want to be able to talk in English and Spanish, right? I don't want to be able, I don't want to talk just in Spanish and I don't want to talk in English only because my English is not good enough and I'll have to resort to Spanish. And I've lived in Canada for long enough that my Spanish is not all up there either so sometimes i have to resort to english that was the number one reason and after that i said uh that's the reason that i gave him and they were like yeah no problem we can you know i just have to you know the majority has to be in spanish right and 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 a portion of it in english Mm -hmm. so i said that's number one and the second thing is that i have to be able to play reggaeton i want to do a reggaeton only show um because reggaeton is not uh it's not how can I tell you? I I grew up with reggaeton. You know, reggaeton is part of my identity. It's part of who I am. Is is uh, um, you know, uh, uh, it's part of my identity. You know, I was telling people like the because the, uh, I always get this question asked like, why do you play reggaeton only? Why do you, first of all, we're the only reggaeton reggaeton show in Ottawa. Um, I'm not not quite sure about Canada, but definitely in Ottawa. And um, the second thing is. When I was born, right, salsa, the, 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 the known Latin rhythms, which is salsa, merengue, bachata, um, all those rhythms and genres of music already existed when I was born. Mm. But reggaeton didn't. The word reggaeton was created in 1991 by Dada Yankee. So uh, uh, Dada Yankee and DJ Player, I believe. So when they created... Uh, 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 the, the word reggaeton, right? 1991, I was only, what, uh, three years old, I believe. So 
as my life went, as I went into my teenage year, reggaeton literally went into their teenage years as well. So it was a new music and, you know, we were, reggaeton and I were the same age, right? So we grew up together and, uh, you know, that's why I said now that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, 33 years old, uh, reggaeton, now it is what it is. It's huge all over Canada and uh, and, and the U.S., right? And it beca- it's, it's part of, of the mainstream media, uh, the mainstream music now. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, Wait, when you play the music, mm-hmm. do you have to pay like the music company? How does it work? Yeah, the artist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, every time. Okay. So, so all artists in Canada have to be registered right uh with something that is called a uh, SOCAN, which is sound canada mm-hmm. uh all the artists registers there right and every time you play a song from that artist right you have to check okay this artist was playing this radio station so then that that artist gets money from that uh uh because you played their song on the radio mm. can you play whatever reggaeton music you want or yeah, does the radio station says okay, this is the only one that you can play? No, 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 no. I can play. I can play. I can play whatever, uh, uh, whatever song uh, um, I want. That's another mm. thing. I, as I told you before, right? Like, if I was gonna do radio, I needed full creative control over it, even mm. though I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just it's just because I needed to enjoy it. If yeah. I'm if I'm if I'm committing the time, if I'm committing the energy, because. The one-hour radio show—it's not only the one-hour radio show. It takes a lot of time, a lot of time to prepare, it. Hmm. and a lot of thinking, right? And a lot of like listening to new music, you know, analyzing. Like you know, it it it, it takes a couple of a uh, couple of hours a, a week to kind of um, uh, to have that one hour to shrink everything into 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 a one hour and try to uh, uh, to make it as fun as possible. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Like even the podcast, like you know, obviously it's not like a you radio understand. station. No, 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 no. It but takes, you understand? No, yeah. But I, I, I could imagine like the coordinating with guests, right? Mm. Uh, uh, after this, the editing mm-hmm. of the sound, right? The editing of the video, uh, the marketing, creating, you know, and advertising for it. Uh, absolutely, it's a, it's the same work. It's just different platforms, but yeah. the, the the work is the same. But I won't be good in live, man. I'll be like swearing all over the place, you know, saying crazy <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's uh, it's nerve wracking. A couple of times that has happened to me that I have that I have had a uh, uh, not sworn, but I have like lost my train of thought. <laughs> and uh, one day I was so busy that I forgot to create a one-hour script, and I was like, you know, not I forgot, but I was just like, I think I'm good now. I felt like oh, um, okay, I got. I got overconfident. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I paid the price, man. I'm yeah. telling you, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. We're going with the next song. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your producer is good. So he's, yeah, he saved the producer, you. Yes, the producer saved me. And sometimes I even, uh, uh, he has a microphone also. So sometimes he he comes on there and he tells me like, yeah, hey, frankly, we're going here. We're going there. We're going there, right? Hmm. Um, to kind of to kind of help, it's 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 a teamwork as well. It's not only it's not only me, right? There's also the producer also has to be on his toes, right? Because every time we go uh, uh, we go on air, he has to go on commercials. He has to tell me, hey, Franklin, like you know, cut this off. We have to go on commercials, or I'm coming to you right after. So it's a constant. It's a one hour communication 
uh, between between uh, the person who's behind the 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 was in the producing room and me that I'm in in the, in the uh, radio hosting um, room, right? So we're always communicating with each other, um, you know, to make sure that the show goes as smoothly as possible. So that's beautiful. Do you have ever guest? Yes, I do have guests sometimes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I do have guests. Uh, um, it's 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 nice. It's nice to 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 have guests. You know, sometimes, uh, uh, it, 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 like you're you it's you're you're alone there. So sometimes you know having having person, it's 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 great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. But when you want to have a guest, do you have to run it through the management, or are you just like whatever? This guy, he's coming on. No, 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 no. Like you, you do, you do get get a get a uh, a clearance, right? Depends on on what it is. Right now that I'm, I'm I have two years under my belt, right? It's a little bit more. Um, I'm a little bit more lenient, right? And I know what to bring and what not to bring. Mm. Do you right? usually so, have musicians, or just it doesn't matter? Oh, I have I have everything that I think is cool. Like right, it doesn't doesn't necessarily need to be a musician, right? If I think that you're doing something cool, something good for the community, um, if I think that you're doing something uh, something great, absolutely, you have to uh, uh, you come on in. Yeah, that's beautiful. You must be the hero of the, you know the Latin people there now. Well, no, not well, not not really, man. I don't continue, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, but it's it's just it's 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 nice, you know. And there's there's like weekly shows also, right? So there's there's another um, another set of uh, um, there's a tango show, right? Perspect Tango. There's mm-hmm. like a, a, on Tuesdays. Um, there's La Voz del Fútbol, which you know they talk about soccer, right? And and mm-hmm. and uh, some some uh, Spaniard guys. They're really good. It's re- it's a really good show. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have Miércoles Latinos. Right, and then Fridays we have the top ten, and and Wednesdays we have the uh, the Spanglish Hour with me. Mm. What happened if you swear? If what happened if I swear? Yeah, yeah. No, if you're on air, nothing, right? Unless somebody calls and says, "Hey, you know, yeah, <laughs> I just heard somebody swear, or I just heard Franklin swear." Then that's a that's a thing, right? But you never, you you know, I tried not to do it, right, mm-hmm. to uh, to make sure I don't get that call. Of course, <laughs> you should just swear in Spanish, you know. So it doesn't yeah, matter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what about here in Spotify? They have, they have no no uh, no funnel or filter over that, right? No, dude, I don't care. I just put up stuff like that's why I always tell people that uh, you can swear if you want to. Okay, so you don't you don't uh, you don't yeah, I I don't care because I want the person to be you know the authentic. 100% authentic you know i don't yeah. i don't want people that i know swears and then suddenly doesn't swear like it doesn't make sense for me you know i mean this is a radio station you know like i can edit it out if somehow the guest says oh can you please take that out i don't want it coming out i'm cool with that but you know like be a human being this is one one of my goals that's why i started the podcast like have communication have a you know chill out with a with a person and and now I, I guess now I'm gonna go into the role of the interviewer. But what made you start the podcast? I always wanted to start a podcast. The moment I I heard about the podcast, I'm like, yo, I can do this. I can do podcasting. And I even said that my mom is a very she's gonna hear this, but yeah, because <laughs> she listens. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's like my mom is very she. She pushes me to do great things, right? Yeah. But, you know, moms are moms. They're like, I, 
good, but you know, do something else kind of kind of yeah. situation, you know. Yeah. But I remember when I did like a few episodes and she was listening and she told me like, "You're good at this. Like, you're really good at this." I'm like, "You're you're you're actually you're 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 really good. You're really yeah. good because it's Thanks. it's it's a uh, uh, um right now I feel comfortable right just talking. We're just having the conversation." In the details of, of of your Zoom background, you know, with la with la Catralda behind you, you know, all those things are are uh, uh, you know contribute to the to the overall success, right? Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. But yeah, so yeah. to answer your question, yeah, I always wanted one, and then I never, uh, you know, like life happens. Yeah, you don't. Correct. You just like push it, push it, push it, and every time I hear someone's, this is even before the pandemic. Yeah. Every every time I so, every time so you had the idea of a podcast even before the pandemic. oh yeah like wow. before podcast was a podcast yeah I had it already yeah but I was thinking you know life and whatnot I keep on pushing it on the side and I like pretending I'm John Steinbeck I like writing you know yeah. stories <laughs> and you know being an immigrant like you yourself Correct. you hear this and being an immigrant consultant like you hear this insane amazing heartbreaking stories about immigrants correct so i said you know what i heard a story and there was a voice in my head that says like yo you need to do something with this you need to like it, this is gonna go away and it, it's very important maybe it's a schizophrenic episode in my brain i don't yeah. know yeah so i started writing it and i wanted to write uh I went to write a book of short stories about immigration and compiled yeah. it. Yeah. It's so hard to write a book. It's, it's, it's extremely it's, difficult. It's completely difficult. I know. Yeah, yeah. Life happened again. It didn't work out. And then pandemic happened. And I said, man, you know, I see these people. start. I had a friend that started a YouTube show. I'm like, yo, if this guy can do it, I can do it too. Correct. Exactly. So, I, yeah. so I started doing it. I started, you know, buying the equipment. And then I started thinking, like, what am I going to talk about? Like, I could talk about sports. I love sports. But who cares about who cares about me? I'm not, I didn't play NCAA or NBA, you yeah. know? Yeah. I could talk about random stuff. But again, who cares? Who am I for someone to listen to, you know? Yeah. And then I, and then I said, I love immigration. I love immigrants. Let's talk about immigration. And then cool. that's it. And then I entitled the, the podcast was that supposed to be the title of the book, An Immigrant's Life? An Immigrant's Life, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah That's so, what, really? Yeah. Well, and, and how did, when did you get the handle? I don't know, I just, like, you did it. I, I Googled it, I Googled it, if in case someone has it, and then yeah. nothing showed up, like, this is gonna be it. Really? Wow, and like, how, I, like, it was a handle available then on Instagram, because you have it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. How long have you had the podcast? It's turning to this October. It's been two years as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that's great. And and so so the handle you got the handle before the the, the podcast. No, or, no, or? I did. To, I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if some of my listeners like to listen to this. I, I think I've said this before, but um, I didn't know anything about podcasting. I didn't know anything about nothing. It, it that's that's how you start. Not you know what anything, I mean, man. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know anything about editing. I didn't know how I'm going to do an interview. Yeah. Of course, I did my YouTube university as well, you know, just yeah, to be exactly. Sure, there you go. You, know? you got a degree, eh? Exactly. <laughs> so, so that, um, I didn't even want to start the Instagram. Oh, but you have to. That's what my friend told me. Yo, you have to start an, 
yeah, IG account. I'm like, no, leave me alone. I don't want to do that. And she's like, I'm a bit stubborn, you know? And, and no, and I, I, but I can tell you, I, I, it's fear. It's fear to, to, you know, at least for me, when I got the radio show, I didn't tell anybody. I was so scared that people would judge me and people would laugh because I had the same thought as you, right? Mm. Who am I? Yeah. Who am I to be on the radio? Show? Who am I to be talking? Yeah. Who am I to, you know, for people say to say, oh, you know what? I'm going to tune in, you know, to listen to this guy, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and and um, and it's fear that was stopping you, right? Uh, uh, for me, at least. For me, at least. Was it fear? You know, no. I would say maybe a little bit, but mostly laziness. I am an extremely lazy really? person. Yes. Wow. Because I know once I open that account, it's a I lot know of work I'm coming. <laughs> I'm and it, and I'm fine with the work. It just I'm gonna go obsessed. Yeah, yeah and then that's yeah. it, right? Which I did. Thankfully, she forced me to do it, which I did. And that's it. I take pride on my post on my marketing of the. It's it's account. really good. It's really good. We'll talk about that after off camera because it's really good. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, and um, um, I think that the name of the podcast itself, "An Immigrant's Life," it's 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 a great, 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 uh, great name, hmm. and uh, you know, I I like it, man. I think you're doing good, and I think you like don't stop. Um, it, you know, and, and the same thing goes for me, Ray, that it's, this is not a one or two or three year things, right? If you see the successful podcast and everything, if you see the school of greatness, right? I don't know if you, you probably heard it, right? Um, how many episodes that guy has? Mm. That guy has like a thousand episodes mm. on that, right? So think about how many years he has. Uh, and it was like you, right? Also like a, a competitive uh, um, uh, athlete at one point as well. I wouldn't call myself an athlete, but well, yeah, but, thank you, you know, but like, yeah, you look like one man. Yeah, you look like you a know. good basketball player. No, no, I'm in t-shirt shape. <laughs> yeah, take this shirt off; it's gonna be disaster. <laughs> Great. I love that you said like it's fear of stopping you from doing something. That, you know, someone will say like, Franklin, who cares about this guy? Remember, this guy, he's a loser. You know what I mean? For me, for me, it was. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think that it was uh, um, for in, in every aspect of my uh, of my life, right? There's always, you know, and I don't know if I if if it was because at one point I had. Uh, um, I don't want to say low self esteem, but as an immigrant, right? Uh, I went through a lot you know, in this country and trying to assert myself and trying to find the life and trying to find my voice and trying to, you know what I mean? In this country, because uh, uh, we come here and we are not, um, nobody knows who we are, right? Like I came here when I was 18, right? So uh, you come here, like in Honduras, right? I also used to play soccer uh, on my, on my, on my school and I was pretty good. So, and uh, uh you know, I remember like when I was when I was over there and we used to play, we used to play in stadium. Mm. A crowd, you know, it was not so big. The crowd, like 500, 600 people, all of them, Franklin, Franklin, <laughs> Franklin. Come to Canada, Franklin, who's that? No one you cares. Understand? Exactly. Nobody cares. So, so all that, you know, um, um, trying to find your space and trying to find your path and trying to to crave a spat like a, a, a you know for yourself mm. it's really hard man it's yes. really really hard right you Next you time. you you know i don't have to tell you because you probably you probably went through this through the same thing yeah and um 
you know, and, and so so while I was going through my route and also like financial difficulties, right? I I had I don't even want <laughs> it, it was it was it was very tough. Very mm-hmm. tough. Um, I don't know if you know what Kijiji is. Yeah. Well, Kiji, at one point in time, Kijiji was my uh was you know, it was me, me and my brother's best friend, right? Because we would put ads on, on Kijiji, two strong Latinos ready to move your house. So, <laughs> oh my you move houses? Uh, oh man. Oh my god, I <laughs> you tell me we could get money because I did we you know we we had to we were we were interna- international students and we didn't we uh, uh um our financial responsibilities was very 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 high mm. so we had to you know uh, um look for ways and uh, so I, I moved a lot of houses. Oh my god! I'm dude. telling you, yeah, I lived in a lot, a lot of houses, and uh, um, uh, so so it was very hard. And then I would, you know, see my friends, right? Who uh, my dad always used to tell me, uh, you know, this never compare. Like I would always try to like compare myself to people who were born here, but I I can't compare myself to people who were born in Canada. Right? I can't. You know, it's impossible because they, mm-hmm. I came here at 18, somebody who was born here, right? At 18 has an 18 year advantage. Way over ahead. Me. Exactly. Not to mention the language. Correct. You know, he has an 18 year advantage over me. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, so, so um, it was very hard for me not to compare. Right. But, but uh, again, right. That the competitive of me and that like, no, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. Like, uh, you know, but going back to what I was trying to tell you, I just wanted to to give you a prelude because of all those experiences, right? And then seeing my uh, my friends, I would say like, okay, let's go eat chicken wings, you know. And I would be like, okay, sure, let's go. And then you know, just to you know, when you have the peer pressure, right? When you're when you're young, when I was 25, 20, <laughs> 25, I go to, and then before pain, I would go to the washroom to check my bank. <laughs> please, 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 please have money to pay this. You know, this pound of wings, it was $20. And I'll be like, mm. oh my God, yes, I do. You know, and then um uh because I, I was even you know, I became a permanent resident uh 13 years after I came to Canada. Wow. So yeah, so 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 uh um it, I became a permanent resident in 2015 and 2019 I became a citizen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before that, you know, before you're a permanent resident, like you have, you know, like you have no rights. You're trying to, you know, do, do, you know, and, and it's very, it was very hard. It was very hard. So, and, um, my friends were doing well, right. They were getting married. They were, you know, mm-hmm. uh, getting, getting caught. They were, they had cars, they had, you know, their houses and everything. And, you know, and here I was trying to become a permanent resident and I was, you know, uh, 26 years old, right? So, so because of that, in all that things, you know, I think that uh, uh, fear, like what I was telling you, or, or I, I don't, I don't know if it's fear or or if it's low self esteem or what it was because of my experiences, it had always um, stopped me from being my authentic self. Mm. You understand what I mean? But when when once I got to you know I reach a, a maturity level right you know it, that only happened when I became a Canadian citizen right and and I look back 
on my immigrant story and I said, wow, everything that I have, that I have done and that I have overcome and that I have accomplished, right? I'm like, I, I, I can do this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you can do this. So until then I started just, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can on everything. Mm-hmm. Just be right grateful in. and work hard. Correct. Correct. And that's what, uh, um, that's, 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 uh, that's, uh, that's how I got here now. You mentioned that you were a international student. How did you get here? Did you apply? Were you, did you have friends here? It's a, it's a very, very complex story, right? How, how, how it all happened. So, um, in, uh, uh my dad, it, my dad initially came here to uh to Canada. He came, he I was a dependent of of, of him, right? He was he came here as a diplomat, right? Mm. In 2006. Okay. But in 2009, so the first two years in Canada were like okay, right? In 2009, um my life changed, and I don't think that uh uh I would wish this on on anybody. Right uh, back home in in my country, birth we had a uh, um, uh, we had a military coup, a coup d'état. So um, my dad, my dad, you know, was forced to to um, to go back, and that's when my life got wild hmm. after June of two thousand nine. Right, so because uh, the country suffered a coup d'état, um, my immigration journey become the began then and Honduras was just a, a chaos right violence was an, an all-time high the the divisiveness politically and social was was clear in the country and uh the country was just um was just a turmoil mm-hmm. right um I was not because of medical because of you know I had a medical issue uh in, in Honduras at a very young age I was not able uh, to com- to complete my studies, right? So, in two thousand, uh, when when I came, when I was eighteen, I had only done ninth grade, you know, to the you know. So what? when I came, yeah, yeah. So when I came to uh, to Canada, I had to go to an adult high school, right? And uh, um, that's where I spent the first uh, the first my first two years in in Canada. That was a, that was a challenge on itself, right? Because, um. It was, I can tell you, US, it, it was me trying to assimilate to the country, right? Hmm. And, uh, you know, I didn't have, my classmates were not my age, you know, they were, they were my, my classmates were, uh, were a lot older than me, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was hard. And then that when the 2019 happened, the 2009 uh, military could happen, you know, we, I, we changed our, sta- our status to, um, to international students. And I knew that my siblings and I, we couldn't go back to Honduras, right? There was nothing for us, hmm. uh, uh, for us there any, anymore. And uh, plus the, 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 the problems that I had, that I had had, um, that I had had there, hmm. uh, the, the health issues had caused a lot of, a lot of damage in our family. So, so I knew that there was nothing, there was nothing uh, there. And uh, my sole goal you know, once I became an international student and 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 started studying, my sole goal was just to become a permanent resident, right? So that trumped everything else, right? Uh, I just had to become a permanent resident. Now, when <laughs> I still remember when when I uh, was registering for college, right, at Algonquin College here in Ottawa, 
they gave me a list of colleges, right? I, I, I the list of programs available in the college. So I sorted those programs based on price. So the lowest, <laughs> highest. And I applied, I applied to the first three cheapest programs available. Which right? are? Don't ask me. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, back then, I did not care. Mm-hmm. Right? All I care was that I knew that I had to study because if I studied, I would get a work permit. And once I get a work permit, I would get a postgraduate, a postgraduate work permit. Mm-hmm. And then I would be able to qualify for my permanent resident. And then I would. So in my mind, I always knew that my life in Canada would only start once I became a permanent resident. Mm-hmm. Before that, my life was like, you know, in my head was always like before that, I'm just trying to make it to this stage in my life. Which survival is a, mode. Exactly. So I was in survival mode. So um, <laughs> funny enough, when, when the, um, you know, we didn't have any, any, any finance, we couldn't access financial aid, right? And we didn't have access from, for uh, financial help from my dad or anything. It, it was just me. We were literally, I was literally on my own, me and my brother and uh and my mom and my sister we were just on our own we're just trying to figure out and see what we could what we could you know make it happen here and uh i still remember when i went to in uh uh to college right you know the first day that they come and say like oh welcome students i don't know what they call it oh fresh week i think the first day i'm there and i still remember clearly i'm sitting there by myself, right? Because I have, you know, I have no friends. I'm sitting there. And the guy, the host, right in the study, he's like, where are all my business marketing peeps? You know, let me hear it. And then I just thought to myself, I was like, what program am I enrolled in? <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, what program am I enrolled in? I'm like, yo, I don't know what I'm doing here. I should go. In. I'm going to go and try and find out what program I am. <laughs> So I went, I sat down, went through my emails and tried to find it. And then I, I finally, okay, perfect. I'm like, yes, I am in business marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not know anything about marketing. I did not. Uh, I never wanted to be a marketing. To be honest with you, I didn't, I, I never uh, knew if I had a, like a, 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 like a, like a set, you know, career path or anything, you know, it was just like, it was just survival mode for me. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then I became a primary, you know, a, you know, the story, right. I became a traditional student, graduated, postgraduate work permanent, permanent resident. And uh, then I became a citizen and uh, here I am today. That's amazing, man. That's a great, great story. Yeah. yeah. Mario. Yeah. Thank you, man. You keep on mentioning your dad and I know you just recently lost him and I send my condolences to you and the family. No, no worries, man. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, he was a uh, a very strong figure in my life and uh, um, uh, in in, in our family, you know, and it was, uh, yeah, life is weird and uh, not much you can do when uh, when life hits you like that. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. you just uh, uh, try to move on as, uh, you know, as, as, as you can. Yeah. You mentioned that he passed away because of COVID? Yeah, COVID, COVID-19. Yeah. Was he weak before that? No, completely like good person. 
Like yeah. he, he not sick, not anything. And, and, uh, once that, uh, I still remember the day that he called me to tell me that he was positive. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, uh, it was just so quick, man. So quick, complicate every single complication that COVID could have had. He had it that was given and, and, um, he, he, uh, he passed, you know, two Sorry, months, uh, like, and the hard thing was that, you know, a month after he passed, that's when the vaccines arrived in the, mm. um, in Honduras. Right. And then he didn't have ch a chance, you know, at all, you know, to do it. it would, like, you know, at that time we're just trying to, to make it happen. And, uh, yeah. Mm. And, uh, yeah. But he was, but he was a great, like, you know, I, I want to keep the, 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 the memories, the good memories and the, all the, the teachings that he gave me and and uh, the kind of person that he was and um and just never give up on life doesn't matter what happens to you man just you know just just keep going immigrant mentality yeah yeah survival mode always mm -hmm. uh, that's the only and it was and it was mostly because like where, where you raised right like you know uh, uh, you grow up in our countries right developing countries you're always in the survival mode <laughs> Always, always, a hundred percent. You know, and that just uh, especially that if just, you're poor. That's just how it happened. Correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I read your post, which is so powerful, about your dad that he came from a poor uh, family and he worked his way up to become a dentist. Yes, he did. He was he. Uh, uh, I'm telling you, man. Like, uh, 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 and. and I still like I recently just went back to because uh, I was I wasn't able to um, there was no funerals at that time right mm -hmm. so my dad was he impacted my life and he impacted so many lives right in you know around his life around his, his his persona right and uh, we weren't able to do a properly a proper goodbye for him we mm -hmm. we didn't have all those uh, those cultural traditions that are put in place there so that you know we as human beings we get some closure. Right. But if you don't if you don't go through or if you don't see it via Skype or, or, or video call or, or WhatsApp, if you don't see a, a, a funeral or something going on, you never get that closure. Right. For mm -hmm. me, it was like hospital cemetery. You know, it was like a, it was a matter of hours. And, um, and that was very hard. Um But but so I went right now, I went recently back to to Honduras for his one year. Right to, you know, to kind of seeking the closure that I never got. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was um, when I was there, like you know, I, I sat down, and we you know my family, my uncles, and everything. And I just, you know, I still can't believe it. I'm like, how the hell did he did it, man? Like just to, like, to put an example, like my grandma who's still alive doesn't know how to write or read. His dad, my grandpa, didn't know how to write or read. My uncle doesn't know his brother. His brother, his like second brother, doesn't know how to write or read. Um, my uncle works as a um, he works in the mountain, right, breaking stones with a hammer, mm. break stones to, into into pieces. Uh, you know, and my and my other uncle, he works with oxes. You know, he has oxes and he has a a little claw behind it, so he um prepares the land before before you go and plant corn or beans or whatever whatever you have to plant on it mm. uh, so it was a very and it's a very like you know rough and tough life and uh he said that he 
he would tell me that like around when he was 17, he decided that at that age, he's like, you know what? I don't want to do this for the rest of my life working on a farm. And that's when he decided to just pick up and uh, go to the, go to the, um, go to the city and try and uh, in search for an education. And at 17 years old, he entered, he entered uh, seventh grade. Like father, like son. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I honestly, honestly, I have never actually had never seen it that way. But yeah, yeah, we had like you know, it, it was a kind of a similar, different circumstances, but it was a very life works in a funny, in funny way. To be honest with you, yeah, and uh, yeah, that uh, that's that's uh, you know, now that I became a father myself, mm-hmm. right? Uh, By the way beautiful beautiful boy congratulations yeah, thank you thank you thank really god he looks it. like mom yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're lucky i'm lucky for that eh <laughs> so um yeah and he was actually um born two months after after my dad passed hmm. uh, my dad was so excited for him i remember that uh uh I, we were uh we went skating right um and I sent my dad a picture of me and uh, my fiance, right, at the, at the skating rink. And then he messaged me back. He's like, why are you out there? The kid is going to be cold. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm like, man, the kid is in the belly right now. I'm like, she's wearing a jacket. She's not going to be cold. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, it's going to be cold. It's freezing out there. Go home. Keep her warm. I'm like, are you kidding me, dad? I'm like, just chill, man. <laughs> uh, but he was, he was that excited. It was like you know uh-huh. very excited for him. It was going to be his first Canadian uh, uh, grandchild, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and and like for me and for my whole family, right? He means a lot because it it's mm-hmm. it's like kind of a a realization, you know, saying like, oh, we worked so hard for uh, for this, and he's the first in our family that uh, he's born here. Congratulations! Yeah. What is your best memory of your dad? Oh, the best! I have so many, man. I have so many, but one that was it. It uh, it never. It always sticks with me. Always. Um, we were going from from that city where you have the the background Tegucigalpa. We were going to uh to La Ceiba, right where my mom my mom was. For some reason, we left Tegucigalpa very late, and we decided to do a detour. To another city which is halfway right in the middle um it's like if you're going from from ottawa to toronto right and you went and, and you stopped let's like in a, a hamilton the hours are the time at the time difference it's, it's a lot more but just an example you stop in, in kingston i mean kingston you stop halfway and um by the time we got to the to san pedro sula it was around i want to say 11 Right, and uh, for some reason we we were bringing a mattress right to 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 La, to La Ceiba, and when we got to San Pedro, we got to my uncle's, and when we got there, everything, all the lights were off in that house, right, and I was like, Dad, I'm like, what are we gonna do now? Like all the lights are off, and he's like, Oh yeah, don't worry, we're, we're good. He's like, We're gonna knock on the door and wake them up. No, 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 they're sleeping. Don't worry, come help me. He's like, and I'm like, Help you what? He's like, unload this mattress. I'm like, unload the mattress. I'm like, for what? I'm like, we're gonna go sleep on the mattress. He's like, See the gazebo? We're gonna we're gonna go sleep there. I was like, that. I'm like, 
you know, we're gonna get killed we're gonna get robbed here are you kidding <laughs> me like no it's gonna rob you man come on let's go grab the mattress so we grabbed the mattress and we put it under the gazebo and he went to bed and he's like if you ever want to make it in life frankly it's like you have to uh, uh make the floor feel like a king-size bed and you can't know a difference when you sleep on a king-size bed it has to feel like the floor also mm-hmm. you know if you if you're able to 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 make a floor feel like a king-size bed mm-hmm. and and when you sleep on a king-size bed you won't notice a difference you know with the floor that's when you'll make it in life just just fall asleep and uh and that was his always he was very resourceful he was always very like you know there's a problem. Ah, find a solution. Don't worry. Don't stress. Tomorrow's another day. It, that, that story always sticks with me. Yeah, for sure. What's his name, by the way? Yeah, uh, his name was uh, uh, Santos Hilario, but his uh, everybody knew him as Lalo, and Lalo is my uh, my kid's name. I was just gonna ask. Yeah, yeah. So I That's put his uh, his nickname is my uh, my kid's uh, my kid's uh, name. Uh. Lalo Charles. Yeah, and Charles is my fiance's dad's uh, name. So we combine both uh, both names, Lalo Charles. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah. So it has been good. It has been, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, a treat. And now, you know, now becoming a father, right? And trying to, um, you know, to... I often think of it and, and reflect on, on everything that we went through and 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 uh, uh, how much different my kid's life will be. You know, mm. for example, I was uh, uh, to get to for me to get a health card in Canada took me a while, mm. right? And he got a health card as soon as he was born. <laughs> and I was like, what? I'm like, this kid is so privileged and so spoiled. <laughs> I was just gonna say. He's so spoiled. I'm like, this kid got a health care and he hasn't even paid one ounce of tax yet. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny that you mentioned that. Like that they, that your life compared to his life is just it's com- just gonna be completely different. He'll have mm-hmm. access to things that I, you know, like I now have access to things that I never thought that I would have access in my life. And, and and neither did I think that my kid would ever have access to the kid to the things that he'll have, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, um, you know, but I always try to, you know, uh, 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 I know that as he grows older, he'll probably like look be be a lot more curious to kind of understand, you know, the 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 story behind him and how he came to be and and uh, understand my life and understand my dad's life and understands my grandpa's life and his mom and, and, and his, his, uh, his grandpa's uh, uh, life. And, you know, so I just want to be ready to be able to, you know, to, to make sure that he gets the, the best experiences and gets to understand both, uh, both cultures. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why, like, and that's one of the things that I want to do. Like if you connect into the Spanglish hour, right. Because he'll have access to to how can I tell you he will he will he will grow up with kind of a double identity right his Canadian identity because he's Canadian and 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 then he'll he'll grow with his uh, uh, with his Latin you know uh, uh, background because you know he'll he ha- he'll have a little Latin on his blood and uh, um, so that's why I wanted the Spanglish hour also 
right? Because there's lots of Latinos like that. There's lots of kids like that who Latinos immigrate to Canada. They have kids. Their kids are not Canadians. And for one reason or another, the kids lose their, lose their, uh, their Spanish, right? And, uh, you know, because they lose their Spanish, they, ne- they never feel Latino enough or, they, or, or, or as they grow older, they want to understand their roots. And because they're Spanish, is now they think, oh, well, those are not my roots. And no, they are. And it's okay if you have to mix, you ha- if you speak in Spanish and you have to resort to your English because your Spanish is not good enough. Uh, you know, and, and I just wanted to, to have a show that will, that will help those, uh, you know, people like my kid now. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. What did you learn from your dad that you will make sure to pass on to your kid? Perseverance, perseverance, and be aspirational. Uh, perseverance, like it, it uh, doesn't matter where you are, where you, what happens to you, or where you're at in life. You know, life can you can always turn around your own life. You can always do it, and uh, as long as you aspire, aspire to be a better person, aspire to be better in your career aspire to be you know and, and that's that's what i want my kid to be i wanted i want him to aspire always to better things and 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 know that he has to persevere to to achieve his aspirations mm, beautiful you speak spanish to him only spanish nice. yeah only spanish and my uh, uh my fiance speaks uh, uh uh french to him and uh we kind of throw an english word now and then so what's his main language Right now, his main language, I think it'll probably be French, right? And then, and then, uh, then Spanish, and then uh, the English. He'll learn it from. Uh, he'll go. He'll go into daycare, and his daycare is going to be completely francophone. And he'll go to French to, to you know French uh, French schools and universities, and uh, and then I'll make sure that he that he gets his Spanish and uh, the English. You know, he'll learn it. Uh, English is everywhere. He'll learn it. <laughs> oh, so you want him to go to a French school? Yes, yes, I do. Okay. I want him because I want him to have, you know, uh, um, I want him to be able to to speak French and you know English and Spanish. I want to have all three languages. And and if you know English, I think that it's um, it's harder to learn French after. So it's better to just submerge yourself in French and English. You'll you'll pick it up. Yeah, I agree. Because Spanish and French they okay. kind of alike. They're very similar. I understand a lot of French because of that. Because it's, uh, you know, and that's another complexity that you are, right? If you are, what I was telling you, this, the, the, the complexity of, of growing with a, with a kind of a, uh, two identities, right? You know, that the, the Canadian and the uh, Latin identity, right? And within the Canadian, then you have Anglophone and you have the Francophone identity as well. So it's just a, a conglomerations of, of, of different things. But, you know, I, I, I think he'll, uh, he'll enjoy it in his life. Well, uh, Hopefully, it will be will be good. Yeah, for sure. I call them future babies, the mixed babies. Yeah, future babies. It, yeah, because yeah, they are yeah. the future. Like, I'm I'm not being you know prejudiced towards like pure, but yeah. like it's scientifically proven that mixing culture or mixing DNA like from different uh, places of the world is better than you know being yeah. together. Yeah, but, yeah, and that's that's you know. If you kind of is a good example of that, right? Like you know, indigenous with Anglophone, indigenous with French, and then that's how the um, that's how the country became became what it is today. 
Mm-hmm, exactly. I have two of myself, two babies. Oh, so you have two babies also? I have two boys. Uh, they're no not way. babies anymore. Yeah. How yeah. How, uh, how old are they now? Uh, the first one is in high school now, and the wow. second one's graduating elementary. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's great. So, <laughs> Thank so you. you know, any tips for a new parent? Don't listen to any tips. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, uh, figure it out, you know. With no one knows what's going on, I promise you. <laughs> no one knows what's going on. That's a great. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. Nobody knows what's going on. Just, just go through the motions. Yeah, figure it out, dude. Because people will say A, and then people will say B, and you're like, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, so just do what you feel is right as a parent, right? And I think that that's that's a lot from parenthood. I think that that's a from what I have, you know, I've only been a dad for for you know a year and a year and a couple of days, but I feel that it's a lot of of going with your gut, right? Of of what you think is good and what you think is not good and when when do you think you can do some things and when do you think you can't do some things right and uh um until now i think that my gut feeling has been uh you know especially with with, with the pandemic going on and with i went with what i went through my dad with my dad and all the stuff right um i've had to to resort to my gut a lot mm-hmm. right and tell me like okay like you know what? I think that I'm 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 okay to to get this level of exposure, and not right now is not the time to do this exposure. And right now, you know, so my God, I guess uh, has been trained a lot in, during the last year. Yeah, don't listen to any books. Don't listen to people like me. That's hey, you have to do this to be a good dad, bro. Yeah. Just follow <laughs> your gut. And uh, that's it, eh? That's yeah. great. That's a great advice. So you do Thank have you. a great advice to give, eh? <laughs> I, I guess so. I just don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't like, you know, when I had my kid, people were like, oh, you have to do this. You have to do that. Not to mention that, you know, my kids are half. I'm Filipino and then my wife is Italian Irish. So okay. there's a lot of mixture there, you know? There's a lot of mixture there, yeah. So it, it was a bit of a challenge with what should we follow? Because, you know, growing up, you growing up in Honduras, you have this idea of how to be a parent, right? Correct. Then you come to Canada, plus your your wife is a different ethnicity. Ethnicity, yeah. Like, I, which one are you going to find out? Which, what are we going to do, you know? Like, yeah. should, should we continue skating and the boy is going to be cold or we should go home? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Wow. It's true. It's a lot of gut feeling now, I think. There is no sure. right. There's no wrong. Just do what you think is the best for the boy. Yeah. That's it. It no right. If they say, "Oh, that's wrong," you know what? You're not the one who's feeding my kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I always say that it's easy to be a father. It's hard to be a dad. Very true. It's easy to be a father because you know you do the job and that's it. The woman does the one hundred percent of the job. We just stand on the corner, right? Yeah. But. But once you care, once you think about how to raise this beautiful, beautiful child, that's when the pressure comes on, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very true. And I'm, um, uh, uh, you know, I find myself now, like you know, even looking at the future, right? Uh, mm. uh, um, health-wise, or or anything that has to be, is like okay, like now I don't think before I was more of like 
take it day by day. And I was like, well, I still take it day by day, but I still have to think about, you know, uh, down the road because it's not, it's not just me that I'm thinking about now. Right. Yeah, exactly. You have to take care of yourself now. So you able to take care of them. Correct. Yeah. You know, correct. When you don't want to go for a run or exercise, you think about them like, oh man, I want to last uh, longer. So I need to that's, do this. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. You know, but fatherhood is a beautiful thing. It is. It is. I'm, I'm, uh, um, I'm enjoying it. Not, not going to lie to you. And, um, it, 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 it presented challenges on itself, but you know, it's nothing that, uh, that you can't, uh, that you can handle. Definitely. Definitely. Listen, Franklin, it's been an amazing conversation. I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast, but before we close out, do you have any last remarks or, Whatever you want to say, go ahead. Yeah, no, th thank you, thank you very much. Uh, um, you know, for for the invitation and for allowing me to share my my story with your audience, um, it really means a lot. And uh, you know, I want to just motivate you to just keep going, keep uh, keep forward. You're doing a great, great job. Um, and now that I've experienced how good of a job you do, right? I'm I'm I'm, I'm telling your mom is right. You know, you're really good at this. And uh, I just want to close by saying that, you know, as 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 the life of many, many immigrants, right, my life in Canada has been no exception, right? And it has been full of challenges, but that I believe that nothing of what I have been able to overcome and achieve would be possible in any other country in the world. You know, Canada is is the best country in the world, and I'm proud to be Canadian. Amen. Amen. Thank you again. Thank you again, Franklin. Have a good evening. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye. Again, Franklin, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Endel Yosa for An Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.